Hey everybody, welcome into the Haven Podcast. You could be listening to anything else in the world right now, but you are listening to me, and I appreciate that. Sorry if that little sound just hit my arm against the closet. I am going to be so happy when we officially move next week. I have been having, since I brought it up, thoughts and images in my head of my new recording booth that I'm that I want built that I can now proceed to record in. I'm very excited about this and I can't get out of my head because I'm tired of sitting on my ass speaking into a closet cubby. That's what's been going on for a year a year plus and that's it guys. Believe it or not, this is technically the one year anniversary of the Haven podcast about uh, one year and two days ago we st- I started recording and it has been incredible and you guys have been amazing very very supportive so thank you all so much from the bottom of my heart for all of the just the feedback and uh the attention to this and kind of seeing where it started and where it went um or where it is right now it's been great and i hope for another year of prosperity and increased listenership and it's all made because of viewers like you so thank you so much for that but that's not why you listen you listen for the greatest and latest going on in the world of video games. And uh, it's been a little bit stale, which, you know, to be expected coming off the heels of E3, which was just, uh, I mean, I'm still finding freaking videos popping up on my YouTube stream. Or like, you you know how YouTube is. You watch one thing and it's like, uh, you watched one video of the Blair Witch gameplay. Here's uh, 20 other videos and they're mostly like, hey, this is what we think Blair Witch the video game is going to be like. And uh, this is what you can expect from the Blair Witch video game. It's like, ah. So I'm still going through tons and tons of content of they got to do a better job about that stuff. They really do. Like whoever can figure out how to optimize and consolidate all these different gameplay videos from E3 into one area. I mean, they're going to make a lot of freaking money. Um, There's got to be a way to do it because this is ridiculous. So many different channels, so much different coverage. And I just don't know if these outlets are just paying a shit ton of money to get it or so i don't know how it works but um i just pretend that i do <laughs> so um i'm still going through e3 stuff and i think it was a couple weeks ago i saw the latest gameplay for marvel ultimate alliance 3 on switch that just continues to impress i cannot wait to play that and, and just a lot of good fallout coming out from e3 and, and in terms of news and everything like that but some some big news that's making headlines and this is actually kind of substantial And I'll get into the weeds here in a second of my thoughts and feelings about it. But we had it coming originally. I heard it on Digital Foundry, uh, an incredible YouTube channel. If you, for those out there that don't know what it is, they go through, uh, I mean, they get into all the details when it comes to breakdowns of video games um, in terms of how they run, how they look, and they have their own insider information. So they dropped one hint on the video. And of course, I cannot remember what the title of it was, where they kind of alluded to people that they spoke with where, Hey, Xbox for their next gen platform, uh, you know, they may, they may not be releasing two consoles as we thought originally, or the rumor was always Microsoft in 2020 is going to unveil and release, um, as part of the Xbox Scarlet family of consoles, you have project Lockhart and then project Anaconda. So Lockhart was always the assumption to be like their equivalent of the S a little bit, or like the PS4, and I would assume that comes in around 400 bones and then they would release Anaconda as well for those that want like the best of the best of that 
console. And I assume that thing would be anywhere from $500 and up. So Digital Foundry posted this hint that that may not be the case at all, that they're actually, Microsoft did have that planned originally, but they've cut Lockhart out of the pie. And they're just going with Anaconda, that one console for launch. And then Theriot, who I've mentioned before on the podcast, really insightful, well-connected Xbox insider. Um, he knows quite a bit of people and kind of a lot of the working, the inner workings of the Xbox strategy and what have you. He came out, I believe it was today, it is Thursday, right? Yep, he came out today and said, yeah, I'm hearing they're, they're canceling because they never made a formal announcement. Uh, they're kind of getting away with that a little bit. So it looks like all signs are pointing to that, yes, Microsoft is going to go with just one console for their next gen launch and that's going to be the anaconda version and there is a lot of rumors induendo out there of oh the ps5 is going to be stronger our insiders say this like everyone needs to go fucking like jerk off or something and, and have a sip of coffee it's getting ridiculous there is i don't care how insider you are when it comes to like full-on specs and to draw that assumption and it, it very well could be um if it is, the PS5 is stronger from a, a hardware standpoint. I personally would be shocked, but crazier things have happened. Um, again, it all comes back to your games and how well you optimize them for me at the end of the day. And that is just an aspect that Sony, uh, compared to Microsoft, has just absolutely obliterated this generation is this idea of just like first party games that are so fucking amazing looking. I mean, there's no way in hell God of War 4... I'm still trying to figure out how God of War 4 and even Spider-Man looked and played as well as they did on the base PS4. Because that's what I played both of those games on. And then... Um, yeah, base PS4. And then you throw the pro version in, which was just awesome. So, if it does, great. If it's not, it, it doesn't matter to me at the end of the day. Um, but I would just be kind of shocked if Microsoft's like, oh, we're going to throw... Even if it's a couple buzzwords in there to to keep pushing it and everything like that. So um, all interesting and very, very good stuff. So what does that mean? Well, as me as a consumer, I'm, how can I put it? I like to think of myself as the other side of the spectrum for Microsoft. I'm the idiot that buys consoles launch day. I'm a day one adapter. I go out and I buy video games. Uh, you know, I pre-order them. If I feel like, hey, this is going to be a good game, so I can play it at 9 p.m. the day before it officially releases, right, on the digital store. That I'm that demographic. I'm the type of person in the audience or the group that I'm in that that's like that hardcore, consider, I hate this fucking term, hardcore gamers that are like all about that shit. You know, I don't settle on buying two, three games a year. I buy a lot more of that because it's something I just enjoy and I usually always have fun with. So Microsoft always knows that people like that, those are the key people they need to get in or not the key. Well, it's good to have them. Let's put it that way. It, it makes things a little bit easier. You can always depend on them. They're the idiots that are always going to give you money per month for Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold for the year. Like you always got them in. They add more and more. They spend more money in your ecosystem and are willing to buy more games. Um, but when you go out and you're trying to sell a brand new console, you got to get a lot of adapters. And, and so you got to... It's, it's a tricky thing. Now, for me personally, hearing this news, I my first instinct is like, yeah, I'm a little disappointed about that. Because here's my thing. If they go with the 1A and Economy, I'll say this is all legit. I'm sure it's going to be a great console. I, I Microsoft needs it to be. But, and 
I am leaning against buying it day one. And anyone with half a brain will tell you, and they are completely right, don't early adopt to a console. There's going to be issues and shit that are going to come down the line. You're probably going to have to send it in for something to get it fixed. It's better if you just wait for that ter- first couple batches of consoles to get out of the gate and then you don't have to worry you worry about a little bit less about shit hitting the fan with it and going wrong um so for me though when i hear this it's like oh okay like you guys are going to release the anaconda x in two years aren't you you are doing the cell phone model i know you've said that that's not what you're doing or it's not planned that way but all the signs pointing to are pointing that you are so why would I do that when I can just keep my ex and, you know, I, I think I can wait two years. Now, at the end of the day, I probably won't. I could probably maybe wait out a year and then I'll see a Christmas deal and I'll jump on a bundle and I'll go adopt that way because I'm an idiot. But that, that's kind of where I'm at with that, where I'm like, it definitely has drawn down the percentages for me personally of being a day one adopter of the Anaconda. And the reason being is... I again, I'm just worried in two years they're going to have a new console. I think with two launching at the same time, the likelihood that they'll have a refresh in two years or like an X version of Anaconda is still a couple more years out. I think this kind of speeds up that timeline quite a bit for it. It could be wrong, um, and that would be nice, but yeah. And uh, I mean, I should mention too the reasons given by Thurry out of why they're doing this. Apparently, a lot of the developers that are working on the development kits of Lockhart and Anaconda are having really tough times developing. They're having a huge problem because according to Theron, I don't know, I'm not a game developer. It made sense to me when I read it, where it's easier for a console developer to upscale or a public or a developer to upscale than to downscale. So they have like this top of the line shelf version of like say Halo Infinite running on Anaconda. And now they're like, okay, we got to downscale it so it can run on Lockhart. And they're, they're having issues there. I can totally see the reason why with that. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of like, a, I'm curious to see what happens. And again, they don't have to say anything officially. They never announced two consoles, even though they said family of Scarlet consoles or whatever the verbiage is they used. But still, it's kind of like, oh, shit, man, I was hoping for like, uh, I'm just curious what the price point is going to be at this point. Like, are they going to have to settle certain things for Anaconda to bring it down to that 400 price point? Like, I doubt they're going to take a loss on it. I mean, I doubt they even want to break even when it comes to that thing. So, I don't know. It's very interesting stuff. We will see how this progresses, but they got to get that price point right. I don't think we, as a whole of gamers, are willing to spend $500 or up on a brand new launch console. I mean, people are, don't get me wrong, but to win, to get out of the gate to get out of the gate strong with like console sales and everything. And who, who knows, maybe Microsoft's like, F it. We're not going to even worry about that stuff. It's really pointless. We have tons of people that have S's and X's still, those are still going to be used and be supported. Let's see what happens. The Anaconda, let's try to launch something at a higher price point that, but I mean, if you do that, you got to make sure that thing is, you know, heads and shoulders above what PS five is going to come out of the gate with. Cause so far, everything that's been leaked, and I mean, sounds really impressive, but again, these these assholes don't know. No one fucking knows about, like, the actual specs of it. They're just, they're speculating, making shit up as they go. But what are you going to do? Now, moving on to our next topic. Oh, EA, how I love you. 
You never cease to amaze me. Again, would not be a Haven podcast episode without uh, a little a little chate on EA. Uh, that's French for shit. I do not believe that it is. I just made that up. But anywho, so um, EA's executive vice president of legal, Carrie Hopkins. Carrie Hopkins, you sound like a douche. Um, he decided to go to the UK Parliament to talk about the issues uh, of loot boxes and, and the gambling associated with addictions and blah, 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 all that stuff. And as we know, this thing has gone over the top. It's It's tip the scales consumers are asking for major change and now we have governments getting involved uh, banning outright the idea of a loot box in any way shape or form and we've seen some of it kind of move throughout the u.s as well and so definitely a lot of a lot of spotlight on when it comes to anything in regards to loot boxes and it just continues to get worse and people like carrie hopkins definitely go out of their way to make sure hey we got you covered so you know who the douchebags are in the room and he points two thumbs at himself. <laughs> so with that said, he goes to the UK Parliament. He's having a good time party. Um, so he insisted during the session that loot boxes should be instead, right? Listen to this. They should be no longer referred to as loot boxes, but instead referred to as surprise mechanics. And that they can be compared to other surprise toys that have been around for years in many different forms. Whether it's Kinder Eggs or Hatchimals. Or LOL surprise. What the fuck's an LOL surprise? <laughs> that sounds like something like that creepy buddy of yours in college says before he like drops his trowel in front of somebody and just like shows off his, you know, his freaking Ant-Man and the Wasp. You're like, <laughs> That's what that sounds like. So, uh, again, the statements are just like... That statement alone is like these people are so out of touch. Something I talked about, I think about a month ago. EA is so out of touch. They are so desperate. These are the words of a desperate company trying so hard to be like, please don't take our loot boxes away from us. This is literally like 95% of our income that we do every year. Do not fuck with this, please, especially in Europe. And he goes on to say too, which is great. Um, we do think that we have implemented these kinds of mechanics and FIFA, of course, yeah, of course, is our big one. Our FIFA ultimate team and our packs is actually quite ethical and quite, I can't even say this without laughing, is actually quite ethical and quite fun, quite enjoyable to people. Uh, and then he proceeds to say, we do agree with the UK gambling, gam, uh, gambling commission, the Australian Gambling Commission, and many other gambling commissions that they aren't gambling, and we also disagree that there's evidence that shows it leads to gambling. Instead, we think it's like many other products that people enjoy in a healthy way. <laughs> this guy's full of shit. Uh, they enjoy in a healthy way and like the element of surprise. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves the element. It's like, yeah, loot boxes, the gambling thing, it's just like getting a surprise birthday party. Exact same thing. Yin and yang, right? Oh my god two peas in a pod where where do i start with this i i'm not gonna lie i've with a new job you know i'm lots going on crazy long day today and i'm feeling that little bit of what's it called like kind of i don't know if sleep depression i'm just i'm tired right and you just start you have the over giggles and the over laughter but i'm sorry i think even if i had a full nights of rest and i was like head on straight i would still it would be so hard for me not to freaking laugh at this. 
These guys sound like Big Tobacco. This is literally what this is, right? This is fucking Big Tobacco back in the day when people came to their door and was like, Hey, what's up, Big Tobacco? Hey, so, um... We got together with everyone in the neighborhood, and uh, well, we uh, we did a little like poll, we did a little little, little observations, and took some notes, and uh, yeah, your uh, things you call cigarettes that you're selling uh, pretty much kill people. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna have to put some regulations on that. We're gonna have to like uh, maybe not, because you know we can't take that away from you, but we're gonna tax the shit out of it. I said they should do it if they want to do this. That's what I would tell EA. Hey, you guys want to fucking have loot boxes? Cool, they'd go for it. We're just going to tax the shit out of you on those. Like, make them separate transactions. Because that's what they are. They're all part of free-to-play games. So, hey, you want to buy a loot box? Cool, go for it. You just do an insane tax rate attached to it. Like, just fucking gross. And, boom, there you go. And see if you can get people that are like, you want me to spend what now for a loot box? $40? Oh, boy. I mean, you're going to have some people that will. You're going to have the whales that are going to do that. But I think a lot of other people are like, eh, I'm good. Do it that way. Give them a taste of their own medicine. Like, hey, if you want to sell this, that's cool. We're just going to tax the shit out of you from a government standpoint. Um, but this is just so ridiculous. This is These are the words of a desperate company that is looking in the mirror and just like, guys, we cannot let this go. We have to keep these. Like, Ultimate Team, Madden Ultimate Team. These are our bread and butter. This is the fucking golden goose for us. We cannot lose it. And this is them just... Ugh, just gross. Like, they... I, you know this guy doesn't believe what he's saying. You know he doesn't. And again, like I said, I think Big Tobacco is the best comp for this. And I don't want to hear anyone email in. I mean, you can email in all you want. Um, I, 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 In fact, I enjoy that. But... I don't want to hear it. I would. I won't be kind if I get an email. I'm like, but Danny, you didn't talk about how Andrew Wilson donated his bonuses to the employees and other people. Uh, Andrew Wilson still made a shit ton of money. Okay, he is still a douchebag. Um, he's still part of a company that mistreats their employees severely. And yeah, those bonuses are great you know let's let's talk about that right not all the people he laid off because of his grotesque mismanagement and his inability to foresee what was coming down the pike and being greedy so sorry if the guy doing his little pr thing of giving out bonuses doesn't you know give me a, a half chub and make him call him a good guy he's done plenty of other things to kind of i think rightfully earn the label of being a, a, a snake you know of, of being a total piece of shit giving out some uh, little little bonuses from his own is not going to change my mind about that, people. So, it's just, yeah. <sighs> Will this company just go out of business? Can someone just buy them already? That'd be great. I don't know what they... They have the Madden light. Like, there's nothing to buy for me, eh? They freaking butchered everybody. Ah, jeez. I fucking... Anyways. So, that's your EA loot box news of the day, people. Gotta have that on a weekly episode video game focus of the haven podcast <clears throat> but that's not all where the controversy ends people outraged as i am about ea i gotta talk about other people's outrage right i yeah, that's what we do here i think so that's not pretentious of me at all but cyberpunk is in the news and everyone's pissed off everyone's so angry and upset I don't know where to begin with this one. So, 
this has been going over or kind of developing. It's two separate different topics, but they kind of fall under the same umbrella of people just needing hugs pretty much, I think. And I got to be, I have to be sensitive about, I, you know what? I should be there. I should probably be more careful with certain wording I'm about to use. And you know, this is usually when I say something really, really stupid that will, if this podcast ever goes anywhere, that someone will go and pick through and play against me that this, this guy doesn't understand. See, this Danny guy in the Haven podcast is part of a social program, program problem we have in the communities in today's life. Like, Danny, you're all over the place. The fuck are you talking about? Get to it already. I got you. I hear you. So, with Cyberpunk, uh, after its EA showing, we had a couple little interesting things. So, CD Projekt Red, developers of said game, released a couple images, screenshots, if you will, of the latest build um, of Cyberpunk to the masses. <clears throat> and they're gorgeous, beautiful. You're just like, I can't wait to play that. Now, on one of the images that they did release was of an ad of a very cyberpunkish, I don't know if that's the right word, looking lady on an advertisement selling soda or a beverage of some kind called 21 Flavors Mix It Up. That was the tagline. And so everyone's like, this is great. Then Eagle Eye viewers zoomed in because, of course, they did. And you know why they zoomed in because they're fucking pervs. And they're like, oh, check her out. I'm not a sick, all that shit. And then they've been this yet. And she had what we would call in the cyberpunk future a modification. And that modification was a penis. <laughs> yep, of course, I'm a 30 year old man and I could not prevent myself from saying the word penis and giggling. Well done, Danny. Well done. Um, so she was, uh, she was packing. I mean, hey, good for her. Keep it going. Make that money, boo boo. So that commit or that translating to people being very upset with CD Projekt Red saying you are, uh, what's the word? I got it written down here. Uh, you're fetishizing trans people. Great. So outlets like Kotaku and a bunch of other people, they are just like, they saw that and you know instantly they just dropped their pants and just started punching themselves in the crotch. Like, we got these Polish bastards. We, I think they're Polish. We got them right. We're gonna, we're gonna put their feet to the fire about their transphobia and their fetishizing of trans people. So they went right after CD Projekt Red, and they're there at E3, like doing behind the scenes private showcases of the latest build of the game. So they go and they like talk to someone over there, like, "Hey, you, Mister, with the CD Projekt Red cool jacket, bomber jacket, and yet credentials. Come here. I assume this is how it all. I am." verbally reenacting how I think this all occurred. Come over here. And the guy's like, oh, yes, how's it going? <laughs> like, I don't know what that exit was. So they talked to this guy. And they're like, hey, what's this about? And from my understanding, they're like, oh, yeah, well, uh, Claire, Claire down the art department. Uh, she's our head artist. She made it. Her name's not Claire. I'm sorry. Head artist lady of CD Projekt Red. You're amazing. The art style of your game looks absolutely fantastic. I cannot wait to play it. So they bring her in and they start interviewing her like, oh, I see that you're a woman who came up with this design, but do you care to comment about this? And like, put them like, and, and she was really super cool about it. And she's like, no, I thought the chick was sexy. I thought that was a great look for her. Um, but yeah, this is a, and this is my understanding of how she said it was y'all getting caught up on the details of like racism and everything like that. That's not cyberpunk. Like, the, the people in this universe, in this setting, are way beyond that. They've evolved past that. Looking at skin color, orientation, preferences, boom, they're, all, they're off that. Now we're in a society where 
you can freaking upgrade yourself with like robotic eyes and zoom in and shit and crazy other stuff. Everyone's like augmenting themselves and, and taking shit to a whole nother level. But boom, in the background, Night City controlled by these corporations that are, you know, rolling everything or ruling everything in the background. So I thought she did a good job of explaining it. And it seemed like the fire of like outrage from people because like there was tons of sites you could go to when this first broke. And they were like, I'm not buying this game. I'm boycotting it. Like, well, wait, let's hear their response first for everyone like grabs the flames and torches and runs to the building. Um, so she did a good job of explaining it. And boom, that seemed to go away. But then, rock, papers, shotgun, uh, gaming, I, I, I was going to call them a journalistic out website, that's, ugh, that's, that's very generous of me. They were like, hold my beer, I'm going to make a big deal about it. So they got hands on behind it, of the latest build of Cyberpunk, and so this one asshole decides to go write an editorial, and, or like, not an editorial, he's like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about my feelings and my thoughts about Cyberpunk, uh, the gameplay I saw, I'm like, okay, cool. So he starts off with the fucking headline, lackluster gameplay or co- gun gun combat or some shit, and something in regards to, like this game is racist or ignorant and shit like that. And it's like, oh fuck, here we go again. So basically, this guy goes on blast and blasts Cyberpunk and says, hey, there's a group in the of a gang that you fight and you kill them, and they're mostly black. Just saying, and of course they're called the animals. He totally does not mention that in this demo build there is a boss fight they've been showing. And they're led by a white woman named Sasquatch who looks like she's on steroids. So I think they're taking like a drug called the Juice, which is roids. And they're just bodybuilders. Like they took over a gym, I guess, in the gameplay. And that's like their headquarters. And there is other people of other colors in this gang, not just black people. So I don't know where he got that from. Um, So he is like, boom, I'm going on this. And then there was a Haitian inspired group called the Voodoos or or something like that, which just sounded fucking dope and he's like oh they talk in slang and your character says something to them in a way that's like mocking their tone and it's like okay so this guy's basically like i'm outraged for these people i'm gonna i'm gonna project outrage for you and being very upset so lots of stuff is going on and then though what kicked him in the nutsack was that he implied that the creator of cyberpunk the tabletop game that you know he's not very heavily involved in this so that's why it's going in this direction so this dude pops on the cyberpunk reddit after someone posted this whole thing and he just fucking put this guy through the ringer where he's like don't fucking tell me how i should feel don't tell me like what i was thinking or in my creativity that this is wrong or whatever you know like he did a great job of just basically dousing the whole thing in gasoline and lighting a flame on the guy and then the dude's edit- editor at rock paper shotgun he comes out on his personal twitter and he basically says like oh just because the dude the creator of cyberpunk tabletop you know is working with cd project red and he's black does not mean that he cannot make mistakes and then it's like dude you are fucking an idiot you have no idea you are so wrong about this in so many ways and so he eventually deleted it so danny what's what's the overall point of this i'm still trying to figure it out people i really am but the only thing I could come to, and again, I know you don't come to the Haven podcast for insightful, um, in, in, you know, insightful commentary on social aspects in the video game industry, TV and, um, movies, but, uh, 
people, these people need fucking jobs. I think that's the only thing I can come down to. They need jobs that are different than the current jobs they have, or they need to add in a part-time job. And don't forget too. I, oh, I should mention this editor guy who went on his personal Twitter. He then double backed. He deleted the tweet, but he did an article for that website where it's like the top, uh, steam sales or something of that regard and cyberpunk is killing it on that list i think he was like it's like number three or four and that's a pre-order game so he goes on this fucking like paragraph rant just saying to anyone who pre-ordered that you're a fucking moron go fuck yourself you guys are idiots you're paying pre-ordering for a game that you won't play for a while i get that i'll be the first one to make stop fucking pre-ordering games in fact, I just pre-ordered Chaos Bane and I'm kicking myself in the nuts. So I should probably learn to take my own advice because I'm an idiot. Here's the thing. Cyberpunk of what I know about the game and what I've seen so far, and I'm going to know more before I put a pre-order in, sounds and looks pretty fucking dope. CD Projekt Red has made one of my favorite games ever called The Witcher 3. So they kind of got my back in already. They haven't really done or insinuated anything to lose my support and care as a customer. So this could come out and be a shit show. Absolutely. But I have more confidence pre-ordering this than anything else. Now, if someone were to ask, well, Danny, why would you pre-order though? Like, what's the point? Just wait it out. Fair. The way I look at it is here's a game that these guys have been working their fucking ass off on. And I know I'm going to sound like Danny, you're, you're talking at both sides of your ass. Absolutely. I feel that if you are a consumer and you see a game and you feel the red flags aren't there and maybe I'm, I'm being, I'm looking at it through a bad lens. There has nothing. There's been nothing that I've seen about cyberpunk that are any red flags to me. That makes me go, Ugh, I don't know about that. There's a lot of games out there that have red flags and I am guilty of ignoring them because of fandom. I've done that in the past where I'm like, Oh, that's, kind of worries me but it's going to be okay i haven't had a oh this worries me moment for cyberpunk at all not one iota of it i am all fucking in then i look at it from the standpoint is okay i give them my 60 plus dollars for the pre-order right that's gonna go that's not going straight to them i don't think they charge that until the game releases so that's kind of a weird one because you can always i would assume cancel a pre-order but i don't know how that works digitally so i'm probably gonna wait because the only way I would actually change my mind if I knew for sure that if I went right now and pre-ordered Cyberpunk on my Xbox on the digital storefront, if that was deducted from my account right away, I would be more likely to do that because I know that money is going back into CD Projekt Red or their portion of it right away. So if that's going to help them with their development window to help support a company and a game that I'm looking forward to that has done nothing but impress me, ooh, that, that's going to be hard for me to pass up. I want to support these people. And I know I can support him with my 60 bucks later, but if it helps him a little bit in the short term right now, why not? That's the way I look at it. But again, that's a very rare case. And I still have been an idiot, like I said, in pre-ordered fucking games because I'm a dingleberry and I'm trying to get better at that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, I understand why people pre-order it's, but come on when the red, like how do you could pre-order Anthem? Seriously, how do you pre-order Anthem? That thing was screaming red flags left and right. Left and right was that screaming red flag. So, I don't know. So, long story short, guess you gotta be outraged by something. Game still looks dope as fuck to me. Um, cannot wait to play that. 
I hope I can create, uh, make my V character lady with a 20 inch long and I'm going to go around and just be like, what up? I'm going to stream this. Oh God. I feel bad for mixer. Oh, how does that work? Do they blur things? I don't think so. Oh, that's going to, you know, that's going to be a top streaming game for mixer. Oh, I cannot wait for that game. Anywho, that's going to do for me, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. Um, as always, if you like what you heard or even if you're mm, about it, which hey, I wouldn't blame you, there's lots of ways you can support this podcast and help it grow. Some of them is by sharing it with friends or family who you might think uh, would enjoy listening to me to ramble on or by rate, reviewing, subscribing, posting, whatever, all that bullshit, right? On your podcast listening platform of choice. And then, of course, please feel free. And if you would kindly do those things as well as... Again, you don't have to, but it helps, and I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> that matters to you all. <laughs> Send in your listener questions to thehavenpc at gmail.com. Uh, make sure, you, please, also, people, subject title that stuff. I've been finding stuff in the spam folder. Please subject title what your question is. Like, Just just put on, like, you don't have to go crazy detail. Just put something in there. I'll be getting a lot of, like, weird no subjects. It's kind of creeping me out. So you can do that later in the description of this, or in the description of this episode, we have a little link there for... Um, Anchor, so you can send in your questions um, via audio. If you have an Anchor account, all free, you can do that. Um, I tried messing around with it. It was, it was cool. It worked out. So you have, that's one a second option for you. You can also connect with us via Instagram as well. And then last but certainly not least, if you're into streaming, I do that from time to time over on Mixer. So descriptions in the episode, as always. And I need to stop saying that because I forgot the last two episodes like an asshole. I... St- copied and paste and i must not hit the save button i'm like the old man that's trying to use the computer like what i have to confirm my my changes so with that said hope you guys enjoyed us again um i hope you guys are having a great work week i really do hope you guys are getting ready for some amazing summer fun whether your kids are going solo um just enjoy the sun go out have some fun um shout out to the people in the swedes as well guys are great love you keep it up the good work Um, I feel like I'm forgetting to plug something else, but anywho, guys, take care, have amazing weekend, and I will talk to you guys this upcoming Monday.